And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl, my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right. You've had a little trouble in the last few weeks um, with this, doing a good job of it. So we'll see how you do tonight. Is there a pizza on the line? There absolutely is a pizza on the line. All right. Okay. Sausage and mushroom. Uh, Spinach. All right. Here we go. Here's the first song. These are breakup songs, by the way. Wrecking Ball. That's um, Wrecking Ball, right? Is it called Wrecking Ball? It is Wrecking Ball. She just mentioned that. That'd be Miley Cyrus. Oh, it's Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. This is from her okay. fourth album called Bangers from 2013. Called what? B a n g e r z. Bangers. Right, 2013. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a great song. Right? Is it good or is it great? I think it's great. Okay. All right. Here's your statement. All right. This song was originally written for Beyonce. Real or ridiculous? Originally written for Beyonce. That's what I said. I'm going to say that's real. Okay. You want to stick with that? Real. It is real. That oh, is absolutely true. Yes. We're off to a good start. Oh, I'm a quarter of a way to a pizza. That's right. I feel confident that you won't win that pizza, so I'm feeling okay. good. All right. All right. Let's go to the next song. That's Taylor Swift. Yep. And that would be the title. We are never, ever getting back together. Taylor Swift and her fourth album called Red in 2012. She has trouble keeping uh, a relationship going, doesn't she? It that? seems Taylor that way. Swift. Maybe she's difficult. Yeah. She might be. She might be a little, a little difficult. Yeah. All right. But maybe not. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe every guy that she dates is the is the problem. Maybe you're difficult. I All right, am. here here you go. Here's your here's your statement, ready? Right. This song earned an entry in the 2014 Guinness Book of World Records for the most viewed music video of all time. Mm. Um I'm going to say that that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Oh, You're man. absolutely right. Holy but I'll tell cow. you what it did win. It was I'm... fastest selling digital single after it reached number one on iTunes. 
I can smell the pizza. It's not going to happen. I'm halfway there. Not going to happen. I'm feeling confident. Um, and I want um, bubbly. I want like Perrier water with it too. Oh, really? You're yeah. fancy. Yes, very fancy. Okay, I'm going to get you an iced tea. Okay. <laughs> Here's your next song. Are these the songs that you listen to after breakup? <laughs> it's been a lot of them. A lot of There's breakups. A lot of, lot of breakups. We were just talking about some of them recently. <laughs> There's been quite a few of them. <laughs> All right, so this is How Can You Mend a Broken Heart by the Bee Gees, 1971, written by Barry and Robin Gibb on their album Trafalgar. I'm Barry Gibb. Do you ever see? Do you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, sketches with uh, Fallon mm-hmm. and? Um, Justin Timberlake, yeah, where they play the Bee Gees. They're great. Oh, my gosh. Funniest stuff ever. Here's your statement. All right, what's the statement? Focus here. All right. Enrique Iglesias Enrique. covered this song in 2006. Real or ridiculous? Real. Okay, let's listen and see who it is. Real. It's him, right? It's not. I'm so it, sorry. It's oh. Julio Iglesias. It's Enrique is Julio's son. No, I, I should get that. You should. I'm I so should sorry. get that. I knew I'd get it's you on father, that one. father, right? Julio is, Enrique is Julio's son. Julio is the dad. Enrique is the son. And so you said it was the son, but it's actually the dad? That's correct. That's not fair. Well, they're two I different people. I agree with Lisa this time. There's two oh, different people. Man. Come on, Mike. we got to stick together. He normally does, but it would be two different people. So you lost the pizza. But you I should have stuck down. with you. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I'm you're still crushed. doing a good job. Crushed. Yeah. All right, so I got that one wrong? You did. Okay. All right, here's the last one. All right. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Good tune. I, I like this song. I'll probably be it's like, this will be like an earworm song. I won't be able to get this out of my head now. It's a great song. This is Ain't No Sunshine Ain't by no Bill sunshine Withers from his 1971 gone, album, Just As I Am. Normally I would be singing. I know, I'm not going to sing I had right. a listener last week say, Carl, come on, man. Stop singing. Don't sing so much. Let us enjoy the song. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to. It's hard, though. This is tough. This is really. We're, this we're like trying the to hold back. This is, yeah. this is not easy. All right. Here's your statement. Okay. Okay. John Legend performed this song with Withers sitting next to him at the 2015 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Real or ridiculous? That's absolutely real. Okay. Let's listen to the clip. It's real. Let's listen. Don't tell me it's not. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This is Stevie Wonder. Oh, it's not man. John Legend. I mean, so two tricky. different people. One more time. You are so tricky, Lisa. Yeah. Well, Stevie Legend, no John, John Legend, and Stevie Wonder, completely different. It's a good version, though. Listen. Good. I mean, anything Stevie Wonder does is great. I mean, he's he's probably better than me. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I can't be sure, but probably. He's probably. Yeah, he's yeah. better. Gosh, it's no well, you got two out of four, Carl. So that's pretty much yeah, great. Halfway to a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was halfway then to a pizza too. <laughs> I guess so. 
I right. started out great. You did. See that? I was like, man, I was. Yeah, you lost your confidence there. Well, good job, Carl. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. Yep. All right. When we come back, Tales of the Texas Rangers, a true crime case. You're going to love it. Joel McRae starring. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. Tales of the Texas Rangers. It was a modern Western show, Lisa. Most Westerns, I would I would say pretty much every single one of them, except for Tales of the Texas Rangers, was set in the 1800s. This show was actually set when it was airing in, like, 1950. Because the Texas Rangers, even today are still a viable law enforcement agency. And these were, like Dragnet, what they would do is actually take, you know, official cases that the Texas Rangers solved, and they would dramatize them on radio. And this was the brainchild of Stacy Keach Sr., our good pal Stacy's dad. And the radio show lasted from 1950 until 1952. There was also a Saturday morning television version of it, kind of more for kids. It was really not the same thing as the radio show, even though it was uh, even though it was called the same name. It was really kind of different. Um, but the main ranger was Jace Pearson, played by Joel McRae. And we have a broadcast for you now going back to January 14th, 1951. It's called Death in the Cards, Here's part one of Tales of the Texas Rangers. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. of the Texas Rangers starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles and 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. 
The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Death in the Cards. It is 11.30 p.m. on the night of January 26, 1947, at the ranch house of Chester Gentry in Reeves County, Texas. Chester is on the telephone as his stepson, Will, enters. No sign of him, huh? All right. Call me when you find him. Thanks, Sheriff. Where you been, Will? Just out having a beer. That Sheriff Bennett you're talking to? Yeah. Your friend Tovich telephoned you a while ago. Tovich? You didn't tell the Sheriff about Tovich. I sure did. Sheriff just called to say he located Tobich's rooming house over in Biggestown, but Tobich wasn't there. But I've told you a hundred times it's the worst thing in the world you could do. Tobich finds out to kill me. Will, I... Maybe he has found out, you told the sheriff. Maybe he's on his way here right now to get me. Look, you've got to give me the money to pay him off now. No, Will. No more money. Do you know what you're saying? He'll kill me if I don't pay him. He told me. Now you listen to me, Will. I've reached the end of my rope in this whole rotten mess. I'm through. And I couldn't get another dime from you. I've done everything I can for you, but... You're just no good. Please, Dad, I need that donut. You shut up and listen to me. When your ma died, I promised her I'd do everything I could for you. And I have. I treated you like you was my own son. I've given you a home. I've given you money. A lot of money. And what have you done with it? You've thrown it away to a slimy gambler named Tobich. But, Dad... For two months it's been going on. For two months you've been bleeding me white to pay off that gambler. I told you to stay away from him, but you didn't. Now it's high time for me to meet him and tell him face to face to stay away from you. No, Dad, no, no. If you just give me the money this once more, I'll straighten out. I promise you. Your promises ain't worth a bill of straw. That's what you said last week. You'd straighten out. I told you then I'd give you just one week to do it, and if you didn't, you'd get no more money from me now or ever. Dad, you don't mean it. Oh, don't I? You got yourself into this mess, you get yourself out of it. Tobich can bluff you, but he can't bluff me. Dad, Dad. Huh? What's the matter? The window. Tobich, I just saw him at the window. What? Now he's gone. He's probably heading for the front door. All right, let him. Turn off the lights, Will. But, Dad... Turn them off. What are you doing? Get my gun. I'll give this Tobich a reception he ain't looking for. No, Dad, no. Uh, front door, huh? No, look, stay away from that door, Dad. Don't open it, please, don't. Uh, can't see a thing. Now, look, Will, you... Will. 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 Chester Gentry lay dead at his own front door. Will immediately notified Sheriff Bennett's office. Sheriff requested help from the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. He joined Sheriff Bennett at the Gentry Ranch. Well, looks like an open and shut case, Jace. Tovich came here to get Will, but it was Chester who opened the door and collected the slugs instead. Where was the body, Sheriff? Lying right across the front doorway here. How long ago did the shooting take place? A couple hours ago. Chester notified me earlier in the evening he'd gotten a call from this Tovich. The call came from Biggerstown, so I went over there to see if I could find him. I located his rooming house, but he'd checked out. Looks like while I was there, he was here. You say Tovich had been bleeding Will and Chester for some time, huh? Yeah, about two months, according to what Chester told me on the phone. Well, let's talk to Will. Oh, oh, Sheriff, come on in. Uh, this is Ranger Pearson, Will. He'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Well, sure, Ranger. How long have you known this Tovich, Will? 
couple of months, I guess. And where'd you first meet him? Pete's place, down the highway. That's a roadhouse, Chase. Mm. That where you did your gambling? No, no. Tovich would call me from time to time, tell me he had a game lined up. So I'd meet him at his rooming house in Biggest Town. Who else was in the games? A couple other fellas, different ones each time. I didn't know any of them. Didn't even know their names. You kept losing to Tovich, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But you kept on playing cards with him. I, I kept thinking my luck would change. Your luck never changes when you're up against a professional gambler. Guess I know that now. It's too bad you didn't know it two months ago. Your stepfather might still be alive. Ranger, there just isn't a thing you can say to me that I haven't already said to myself. I've been sitting here for two hours thinking about it. Knowing if I had the guts to straighten out, this wouldn't happen. There's only one thing I hope right now. I hope somehow Dad knows how I feel. All right, Will. What does Tovich look like? Well, pretty ordinary-looking fellow. Kind you never notice in a crowd. About my height, I'd say. Black hair, regular features, nothing to really set him apart. Mm, that's pretty general. I guess it is, but it's the best I can do. Okay, better get some sleep. You find any tracks outside, Sheriff? Nope, my deputy scoured the yard, but it's too gravelly to hold any kind of tracks, car or foot. Will, uh, do you remember hearing a car pull away from here after the shooting? Why, no, Ranger. Now, come think of it, I... I didn't even hear one come up. Hmm. Okay. When it gets light, we'll ride around a little in the back of the ranch, Sheriff, and see if we can pick up any footprints. All right. In the meantime, let's take a run over to Biggerstown and talk to Tovich's landlady. Maybe she can give us a better line on him. Afraid I can't help you much on a description, Ranger. I only got a good look at Tovich once. That was when I rented this room to him two months ago. Mm, it's pretty strange that'd be the only time you saw him, Mrs. Packer. Well, he came and went by night. I'd hear voices in his room sometimes in the evening. A couple of times a woman's voice. But as far as seeing him around, I didn't. You said he checked out earlier tonight. Didn't you see him then? No. He just left an envelope under my door with his key and the money he owed on the room. You think you'd recognize him if you saw him again, Mrs. Packer? Well, I might. I don't know. But to sit down and describe him to you, I'm afraid I can't be much help there. I don't like it, Sheriff. man's been living in this room for two months. Take a look around you. It's clean. Too clean. Nothing here to give us any line on. Hey, wait a minute. Have you cleaned this room since Tovich checked out? No. I ain't gotten around to it yet. I was figuring on giving it a good swamping out in the morning. I'd like to save you the trouble. What do you mean? I'd like to have one of our men from the lab vacuum the room for you. Well, <laughs> it's my back the way it is. I sure ain't gonna say no. You figure on having the contents of the dust bag analyzed, Jase? Yeah. Tovich has covered his tracks pretty well so far, but... Maybe he doesn't know you can sometimes pick up a lot besides dust with a vacuum cleaner. Mrs. Packer, if you should ever see Tovich again, I'd like you to get in touch with me right away. Well, you can count on that, Ranger. Say, I don't hanker to have any killers running loose around my rooming house. Dawn came, and the only thing new on the case was the publicity. Papers were carrying the story with pictures of Chester and Will. The sheriff and I started scouring the country in back of the gentry ranch on horseback. 
This is hunting weather, Jace, with all that frost on the ground. Yeah, so far the hunting hasn't been good. Let's see, we're right in line with the back of the ranch house now. Yeah, maybe we better split up and go around. Hey, ooh, ooh, hold it. Take a look on the ground there. Yeah, foot tracks. Coming from the back of the ranch house, too. Mm, Judging from the distance between the tracks, he was in a hurry. Come on. Heading straight north for the river, Jace. He could be trying for the New Mexico border. Could be. One thing, it would be pretty easy to follow the tracks in the frost. Yeah. There's something funny about these tracks, though. What do you mean? I don't know yet. Can't just put my finger on it, but we'll keep trailing. See if we can put our finger on Tovich. Come on, Charcoal. Yeah. Can't understand why you don't want to cross the river, Jace. Tracks led smack into it back there. I know it, Sheriff, but let's just keep looking along the bank on this side. Okay, but he probably waded along a spell and kept going on the other side. What's on the other side? Santa Fe track, about 15 mile away. And what's between the river and the tracks? Just open country. That's what I mean. I don't think Tovich would risk 15 miles of open country. Yeah, see your point. Yeah, we'll keep looking along this side then. Yeah, we don't have to look any farther, Sheriff. Look, there they are. Ooh, ooh, Charky. Hey, they... They sure are. Tracks coming up out of the river and heading back the way we came. But there's still one thing I don't understand. What's that? The shooting took place about 11.30 last night. Tovich could have been halfway across that open country on the other side of the river by dawn. Now, why'd he double back? I think I've got an answer for that, Sheriff. I told you a while back something was bothering me about those tracks. I finally figured out what it is. Oh? Look at the tracks, and then look at the hoof marks of our horses. Well, they look just about the same to me. Hey, they both cut down through the frost. Yeah, that's the point. What time you figure the frost formed on the ground this morning? Between four and five, maybe. And those tracks were made after the frost formed. They cut through it. If they'd been made before the frost, it would have formed over them. Wait a minute. Maybe Tovich realized he killed the wrong man. Maybe he hid around the ranch trying for another crack at Will. Now those tracks are heading toward the ranch again. Come on, Sheriff. We better get back there in a hurry. That Joel McRae has a deep voice, doesn't he? Deep voice, Very Joel. deep and, you know, he was a big Rugged. guy, 6'5". Yeah. Joel McRae was a big, big guy. I would be about as tall as him if I s- stood on an apple cart. Oh, you'd need a few of those apple carts. <laughs> One's not going to do sure, it Sure, they're you. pretty tall. Oh, I'm they're sure. They're like a foot high exactly. in apple cart. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Lisa thinks I'm like, I'm actually I'm actually 5'8". That's not... <laughs> That's not terrible. No, it's not. If you That's were five, I am five eight. Mm-hmm. I am. I know. That's, uh, That's anyway. The first portion of Death in the Cards on Tales of the Texas Rangers, January fourteenth, nineteen fifty one, broadcast starring Joel McRae. We'll get back to it in a flash. I'll 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, we're listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers. We'll get back to it in just a minute. I want to remind all of our listeners about our podcast because our podcast is free everywhere that podcasts are heard. Uh, iHeart, Acast, uh, Google, Apple, wherever you would listen to a podcast and i think most smartphones have like a podcast app or something like that what's right? a podcast um it's a podcast i don't know what's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> um you know really when you think about it these radio shows were the first podcasts you know it was before television these radio shows so like i think they're sort of like the grandfather and grandmother the grandparents of podcasting. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Podcasts are bits of audio that were used to provide information. Well, what do you think these uh, shows are? They provide entertainment and information. But we, and I say we, this group that you're, uh, Mike Costello, who's the executive producer, Lisa and I, we're the co-hosts. Carl Shadow writes it. And it's called Radio Rarities, and it is available free. Every week we release a new one. Is there a certain day it drops, Mike, or no? For which? Radio Rarities. It drops on Wednesdays. All right. Wednesdays at like 4 a.m. or 8 a.m. Oh, really? So like every Wednesday during the afternoon you can listen to the the newest one? Is that how it works? Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, every single week we, we have something really interesting for you because we take shows that we would not normally play on Hollywood 360, and um, they're like rare, very interesting programs. In fact, like um, I think we're airing the audition episode to Father Knows Best coming up pretty soon, right? There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, like you're only going to hear that one immediately if you get our podcast, right? But it, like but, the Hollywood 360 podcast, right? But in maybe four weeks or so, it'll be available on Radio Rarities everywhere, right? Correct. But like, I mean, there's always something every single week. There's a new Radio Rarities. It's about a 40 minute show, sometimes longer even. Um, and Lisa and I break down a very rare radio program, tell you all about it. And then play it. And that was, uh, I take all full credit for coming up with the idea. Thing. Do you really? Full credit. All right. Full well, credit. you can do that if came you want Came up with the to. name. <laughs> came up with the idea. Is that right? I said, well, here's what happened. We were actually 
We only have another minute, but we were talking about doing like a true crime podcast. Remember, we were thinking about, well, let's. And what did I say? And you're like, there's so many true crime podcasts. Let's do something else. And then I was like, I I got I called you at like four o'clock in the morning. You did come up with the idea. I think I called you, woke you and Dan up. And I was like, (laughs) hey, we've got an idea. Radio Rarities. No, you had the idea, but oh, not yeah. necessarily the name right. of it quite and then, yet. And then I called you. I said Radio Rarities. We had to work on the, the, the name of it. Yeah, but I came up with it because I remember you saying, that's a great name. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, possible. check it out. Check it out. It's free. Wherever podcasts are heard, just search Radio Rarities. Just go to your website. Just go to your, you know. Google search bar. Search and just search. Type in Radio Rarities. Click and it'll come up. Click. Check it out. All right, we're listening to Death in the Cards on Tales of the Texas Rangers. Here's the conclusion. We followed the tracks back to the highway a mile below the ranch and lost them there. Then we headed for the ranch house. There was no sign of life around the place. I don't see Will outside anywhere. His car's in the driveway. I hope we're not too late. Yeah. Will! Will! Oh, morning, Sheriff, Ranger. Yeah, that's a relief. Oh, come on in. Well, something the matter? We thought there might be. Can I use your phone? I want to call my office and see if there's anything new. Hey, sir. Back in the hall. Okay, thanks. Ranger, what's the Sheriff mean about being relieved to see me? Well, it's possible Tovich hung around here the ranch last night after the shooting. What? You see or hear anything after we left? It wasn't my imagination. What do you mean? Well, after you fellas left, I locked up tight. About three or four this morning, a sound woke me up. What kind of a sound? Well, like somebody walking around outside. You think it could have been Tovich? I don't know. Well, I've got Dad's gun. Tovich ever shows up around here again, I'll handle it. Law enforcing's our business, Will. Don't try and take it into your own hands. Yes. Yes, Sheriff. And what is it? My deputy just told me that landlady, Miss Packer, phoned the office for you about an hour ago. Mrs. Packer? Yeah, they told her to call out here. Will? Yeah? Did a Mrs. Packer phone me? Oh, a woman phone. Didn't leave a name, but she did leave a number. I got it written down right here. Thanks. Operator? 2734J. How long ago did she call, Will? Oh... About an hour ago, I guess. She leave any message? No. Just said to ask you to call her. You told her to get in touch with you if she ever saw Tovich again, Jace. Yeah, I know. Hmm. No answer. Come on, Sheriff. We better get over to Biggerstown and find out what's on Mrs. Packer's mind. She must have gone out. Her door's unlocked. Mrs. Packer? Mrs. Packer? Look, Jace. On the table there by the phone. Hmm. Newspaper. Folded to the story of the killing. Well, she can't have gone very far. Coffee's boiling on the hot plate. Hmm. Pot's just about boiled dry. Come on, let's take a look in the next room. You know, it's funny. She'd call and then be... Jace. On the bed. Yeah. Mrs. Packer. Strangled.
getting nowhere fast on this case. First Chester Gentry, then Mrs. Packer. We questioned all the rumors, but none of them had seen a thing. Then we went back to the sheriff's office. Mm, Jace, there's no doubt about it at all. Miss Packer was trying to tell you something about Tovich. But he got to her first and killed her to shut her mouth. Yeah, we know who the killer is, all right. But the big question is, where is he? It's just like the earth opened and swallowed him up. Well, every sheriff's office in the state's been alerted. Highway patrol's on the lookout, too. So sooner or later, we're bound to... Yeah. Excuse me, Jason. Sheriff Bennett speaking. Oh, yeah, just a minute. Your headquarters, Jace. Captain Stinson. Thanks. Hello, Captain. Just got a report from the lab on those vacuum sweepings you had them take from Tovich's room in Biggestown, Jace. What'd they find? Only items of interest were two or three women's hairs. Red. Hmm. A lot of redheads in Texas, Captain. I'm afraid that's not much help. Maybe more than you think. This hair wasn't naturally red. It was a henna dye jar. And judging from the distance between the roots and the dye, the lab figures it was dyed about a week ago. Well, now that's a horse of a different color. Well, thanks a lot, Captain. I'll keep you posted. Sheriff, we haven't had any luck finding Tovich, have we? We sure haven't. Okay, now we're going to start looking for Tovich's girl. His girl? How many beauty parlors do you figure there are in Biggerstown? Oh, I don't know, six or seven, maybe? Before the day's over, we'll know exactly how many there are. We're going to visit them all. The sheriff had underestimated the town. There were ten of them. We had no luck on the first seven, and then, just at dark, we hit number eight. There we found an operator who remembered giving a henna dye job to a girl named Thelma Parrish about a week ago. We learned that Thelma was a waitress in a coffee shop, so I parked my car around the corner and we dropped in on her. Well, you men look like you could use a nice cup of coffee. Nothing I'd like better right now than having a pretty red-headed waitress pour me one, ma'am. <laughs> Why, thank you, Ranger. Coming up. What do you think, Jace? I think maybe. Cream? Uh, black, please. Yeah, black here, too. Well, here you are. Thanks. Uh, seen your boyfriend lately? Boyfriend? Tovich. Who? Tovich. You must have me mixed up with somebody else, Ranger. I don't know anybody by that name. Are you real sure about that, ma'am? Well, of course I am. A girl sure who she does know and who she doesn't. Well, either I'm mistaken or you're lying to me. Look, I don't know what this is all about, but I do know better than lie to a ranger. I hope so. Well, come on, Sheriff. You better be getting back to your office. Okay, Jason. Here's for the coffee. Thanks. Sorry I can't help you any about what's-his-name. So am I. This way, Sheriff. Where are we going? Across the street. Yeah, but the car's on this side, around the corner. Keep walking. She's watching us from inside. Oh. Think she was lying? That's what I want to find out. Well, she seemed pretty sure of herself. Okay, we're out of her line of sight now. Let's get in this doorway, quick. Good. Yeah, we're in the shadows here. She can't spot us from across the street. Now we'll just keep an eye on the front of that coffee shop. Jason, and... look. She's coming outside. Uh-huh. False alarm. She's just washing the windows. Yeah? Well, that's the fastest wash job I've ever seen. She's heading inside again. 
She came out to make sure we'd gone. Come on. We'll work our way along the sidewalk until we can see across the street into the coffee shop. Yeah, but she may spot us. Hey, hold it. She's on the phone with her back to us. She was lying, all right. Probably calling Tovich right now. Sheriff, how about slipping into the drugstore and tracing that call? Mm -hmm. I can keep an eye on the front of the shop from my car. I'll meet you there. The sheriff disappeared into the drugstore. I waited in my car. A couple of minutes later, he came over and got in wearing a very puzzled look. Uh, must be some mistake, Jason. Yeah, what do you mean? That waitress, she just telephoned the Gentry Ranch. I don't think there is any mistake, Sheriff. And right now, it doesn't surprise me much. Yeah, but as far as we know, the only one at the Gentry Ranch is Will. Yeah, but Will's going to have company as soon as we can make it there. Wait a minute. You trying to say that Will Gentry... Sheriff, it looks like there is no Tovich and never has been. I guess the boy we've been up against right from the start is Will Gentry. I radioed KTXA to set up a roadblock on the highway 10 miles each way from the Gentry Ranch in case Will should take off before we could get there. And I jammed the gas pedal to the floor and held it there. We'll relay information. Jace, you're leaving me way behind. Will Gentry. Looks like I was way behind for a while, too. But looking back on it, it all falls into place. We know Will was always after money from his stepfather, Chester. And he invented the story about a gambler named Tovich as an excuse to get that money? He even went so far as to rent a room in Biggerstown under that name. But when Chester cracked down and threatened to disinherit him, Will used the same Tovich device to kill Chester. That way, he'd get all Chester's money. So when Chester opened the front door thinking Tovich was outside, there wasn't anybody there at all. And it was Will who plugged him. KTXA to Unit 10. Unit 10. Go ahead, KTXA. Unit 320, stationed at Tucker's Junction. Unit 256, stationed at Biggerstown, turn off. Unit 10, 10-4. KTXA, clear. Well, we got the roadblock set up. Tucker's Junction's about five miles the other side of the Gentry Ranch, isn't it? Yep. And with another highway patrol car back of us at the Biggerstown turnoff, looks like we got Will bottled up tight if he makes a run for it. There's no side roads off the highway for six or seven miles along here. Good. As soon as we get the top of this rise, we ought to be able to spot the Gentry Ranch. Yeah, ranch house only a mile or so from here, Jace. It was Will who made those tracks in the frost then, huh? He heard me say we'd start trailing in the morning. I guess he figured on giving us something to trail. Yeah, and that explains Miss Packer's murder, too. She must have seen Will's picture in the paper, recognized him as Tovich, so she tried to phone you. And when she called the ranch house, Will knew he had to shut her mouth for keeps. He probably got back from killing her just before we showed up at the ranch house after the trailing. There's the ranch house, only a half mile more. Now wait, the taillight's swinging out onto the highway. He's making a run for it. What kind of cars he drive? Gray sedan, isn't it? Yep. Unit 10 to all units in roadblock. Subject, Will Gentry, attempting getaway. Proceeding east on Highway 19 in Gray Sedan. Unit 10 pursuing. Unit 203 to Unit 10. Unit 10. Go ahead, Unit 203. Unit 203 on Highway 19, three miles west of Tucker's Junction. That's only a couple of miles east of us, Jace. Proceed west on Highway 19, Unit 203. Unit 203, 10-4. Unit 10, clear. Yeah, we got him bottled up for sure, Jace. We're backstopped at both ends, and we're coming at him from both ends. It's a squeeze play. I sure hope so. Unit 10 to Unit 203. Unit 203, go ahead, Unit 10. Have you sighted Gentry's car yet? Not yet, Unit 10. We'll report contact. 
Unit 10, clear. I don't get it, Sheriff. We should have spotted Gentry by this time. We're almost together. Here, watch it, Chase. Sharp bend in the road just ahead. Just past this drive-in movie here. Yeah, I see it. The only way Gentry could get off the highway is to ditch his car, and I don't think he'd do that. Hey, a red light coming at us. That must be Unit 203. He's stopping, too. But where's Will? No sign of Gentry? None, Chase. No, but there aren't any side roads at all. He couldn't have vanished into thin air. Hey, wait a minute. That drive-in movie we just passed. You think he turned in? It's the only place he could have turned in. Come on. We went back to the drive-in theater, stationed the highway patrol car at the exit, then the sheriff and I talked to the theater manager. He remembered a gray sedan pulling in there a few minutes before. He'd sent it to the rear aisle, so the three of us circled around the theater on the outside of the fence and then came in through a small gate in the rear. But Gentry's car wasn't in the back row. But he's going to be in this back row, Ranger. That's where I sent him. Look, there's a vacant spot in the row. The one in the next row ahead. He could have wormed his way forward a few rows. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people do that trying to get a better spot. About 200 cars in here. It's going to be like looking for a needle. Hey, hold it. Three aisles up, near the side. Yeah, that's his car, all right. Going to take him now, Jason? I can't. There's too many cars around him. It's a cinch he won't come peacefully. Somebody might get shot. If we could only get the car on each side of him to get clear... I could make an announcement on the public address. No, that's no good. He'd probably start shooting. I can't warn the car on each side. Will would spot me. Same goes for you, Sheriff. Want me to do it? You? I don't know. It'd be pretty... Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I think I got it. You go up to the car on this side of Will. Tell him to clear out in exactly one minute. Then go to Will's car. Tell him you're checking the reception on those speakers they hang on the side of their cars. And then go to the car the other side of him. Tell them to clear out in two minutes. Good idea. That way, maybe Will won't get suspicious. Thirty seconds after the second car leaves, turn on all the lights. Okay. I'll give it a whirl. See you after it's all over. I hope. Watched the manager go along the line of cars. He worked his way to Will's car, then passed it to the one beyond. Then he headed for the projection booth. So far, so good. Seconds ticked by. At the end of the first minute, the car this side of Will pulled out. Another minute went by. And the car the other side of Will got going. He's out in the open now, Jason. Yeah. Twenty seconds till the lights go on. Come on. John, you came to the get just a little closer. I'll take him from this side. Hey, Jace. He's starting up. He must have got suspicious. He won't get far. You hit his car. Will, come out of that car with your hands in the air. There go the lights, Tom. I'm coming out all right, Ranger. Look out, Jace. Come on, Sheriff. You okay, Jace? Yeah. You sure knocked him down, Tonto. Hit him in the shoulder. Why didn't you finish me off? That's up to the state of Texas, Will, not me. But I think they'll oblige you, all right? Will Gentry was tried and convicted of the murders of Chester Gentry and Leona Packer. On the morning of April 12th, 1948... He was executed in the electric chair at Huntsville Penitentiary.
Here again is the star of our show, Joel McRae, with another interesting story about the Texas Rangers. Although the Texas Rangers is a highly organized law enforcement agency, the men themselves are rugged individualists. One ranger in particular that I know of carries his six shooters with only five shells in each gun. One day he was asked why he did this. If the hammer's resting on an empty chamber, he said, the gun can't be fired accidentally. But, said his interested friend, with only five bullets instead of six in the gun, aren't you endangering your own position? Maybe so, he said with a grin, but if you can't hit your target with five shells, the sixth one won't do you much good anyhow. Good night, folks. See you next week. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Frenchie. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Bill Johnstone, Farley Bear, Jeanette Nolan, Byron Kane, Mike Barrett, and Ernie Newton. This story was transcribed and adapted by Bob Reif, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Stay tuned for the $64 question. Tomorrow, hear the symphony on NBC. That's Tales of the Texas Rangers, January 14th, 1951. Death in the Cards, starring Joel McRae, as heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed that. It's time for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the film that everybody's talking about, Barbie. (laughs) It's rated PG-13. Margot Robbie plays the fashion doll Barbie, and Ryan Gosling is Ken. This fantasy comedy movie is based on the dolls of the Mattel toy company. Barbie and Ken live in a perfect world. It's the Barbie land. There's no gravity. No wind, no rain, and no sun. And so they go on an adventure and visit, you guessed it, our world. What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The director is Greta Gerwig. She also serves as the writer, along with her husband, Noah Baumbach. In the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. The bottom line? Oh, I'm all in. Four stars out of four. I had a very strong feeling that the movie was going to be great, especially when I heard Greta Gerwig was at the helm. There's so much to appreciate here, as one can see the painstaking time that went into every aspect of this movie, particularly the set design and the costuming. Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, well, (laughs) they're perfectly cast. Look for their names during Oscar season. The music is also tremendous, as is the humor that's sprinkled throughout. I say see it in the theater soon. Thanks so much for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. My website also has interviews. 
and I'll see you next week. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, well, we just played a true crime case on Tales of the Texas Rangers, and in our next hour, we have another true crime case on gangbusters. But before that, Lisa Wolf Dillon will uh, be our lyricist for learning the lyrics. That's right. We are on the letter E, so songs e. whose title begins with the letter E. Any ideas? Exaggerate. Huh? Uh, I don't know that, that song. song? Uh, I don't think not. so. But, well, you keep thinking. Maybe right. you'll come up with uh, something. I probably won't get any right. Probably not. All right. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.